This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that the Inquisitorial Band escaped Xeno's predators and discovered the descendants of the world's founders. Alto repaired a machine critical to Lyric's survival. Valentine discovered there was no way to complete his mission and save all of the colonists. And Dr. Cleaver cut off Lyric's leg. What's going to happen now? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Medical Log from Galen's Garden So... It would seem that in our infinite wisdom, not only did we not order enough med kits, but we didn't really necessarily realize uh, just how long we'd be here or just how many people would lose limbs. Uh, it would seem that uh, the administratum uh, really uh, overestimated uh, the cage's uh, ability to prevent uh, the creatures of this fine planet from uh, eating limbs. So this is something we've been uh, realizing that we're going to have to deal with, and um so we haven't had any communications uh, from the Imperium in a bit, uh, we need to start figuring out a system for what to do with, with our implants uh, and limb technology, because we might need to keep our replacements going for a bit longer than planned. But you know what? It'll be fine. I'm sure someone will show up. Several generations later, this old medical record becomes oddly relevant for you. Lyric, as your leg gets cut off by a very sharp, very keen cleaver. Um, the pain is extraordinary, uh, excruciating. <laughs> and uh, with Alto kind of uh, leaning over you, uh, you feel just like uh, the briefest sensation of kind of nothingness and then just extraordinary pain. Um what do you do? <laughs> uh, I, I, I think this is just like a pure, like, like sitting, sitting straight up, looking at the doctor and just be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? Uh, she jams a piece of wood in your mouth uh, and then looks at Alto and is like, you hold that there. This is about to get a lot worse. Um, and, uh, Yep, so you grab it? Yep. Oh, yeah, Alto's up there. And I think maybe him and, I don't know, one or two other people try to get Lyric to sit back I down. Am, I am struggling like yeah, crazy. Get, like, thrown off. This I is... I will I, say... I the, did not consent to this. Yeah, the struggle is is short because your chest is still torn open and you, now your leg is just open bleeding. So, like, it's not like... Uh, you're, you know, you've got a gargantuan reserve of power here. You... Wait, what are you talking about? Uh, you've got zero wounds. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a crack shot. That's got to help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, uh, but you forget lyric for I um, have a multi key. So <laughs> touche. Dr. Cleaver has a cleaver, the real trump card in this game. <laughs> yeah, nothing like arguing with your surgeon. Uh, as it's just been so long since I've like had any skill that's been like useful. Like I feel like I haven't used anything in so long. I'm just throwing them out oh, there. Oh man, guys. it's like the whole universe is a, a big broad experience and not just a weird hive that you specifically built yourself for. Don't uh, sell yourself short, okay? You were really good tiger food that one time. <laughs> Delicious. Truly, no complaints. I did not hear a single complaint. <laughs> like compliments to the chef, said the tiger. <laughs> the tiger right, blew his butthole through his face. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably just like the like, She's like really struggling, like like trying to stay awake. Like I'm really fighting against this. I, yeah, I, I feel like it, it's a heroic effort uh, in your head. Um, but similar yeah. to me coming out of getting my wisdom teeth out, were in my head, like I was also super doped up. And I just like, I imagined like, you know, the sun was shining and like I was square jawed and like, haha, that went perfectly well. And instead, <laughs> apparently I had blood like just pouring from my mouth. You're like, yeah. I am good now. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, yeah. So you, you you briefly force your way up. Um, but Dr. Cleaver is gesturing to one of the other um, sort of uh, orderlies in the room in their uh, traditional medical Hawaiian shirts. Um, and uh, she just says, uh, uh, bring, uh, bring, bring out my brother's leg. Um, and uh, out of the... Um, uh, kind of what, what almost looks like uh, it would have at some point been uh, like a gun rack. Um, you know, they they run over and like they quickly fumble the key and pull it open. And inside um, you can see there's like one arm, one leg, and then there's like a bucket with some eyes in it. Um, but really very little as, as augmentation tech goes. And um, they all kind of look almost reverently at the leg. And she's like, no time, no time. Come on, come on, come on. We're losing yeah. her. Um, so they bring the, um, the bionic leg over and, um, she, uh, she kind of, uh, looks at it and she eyes, um, the, uh, Laszlock rifle. Um, and she's like, uh, you, uh, uh, kid, you, you, you fixed up our machine. Um, listen, can you strip this gun? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. All right, get going, please, please hurry. And then she starts drilling the leg into your stump. <clears throat> Brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Yeah, Lyric laughs in agony. <laughs> um, right, so, are you looking for a roll? Yeah, brother. Uh, yeah. Can you get me a... Um, let's go with... Tech use? Tech use, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And then uh, we're going to say this is a... Just a two purple. Um, it would likely be lower, but you're stressed. Got it. Uh, you know, what with all the things that are afoot. Um, I'll give you, um, obviously, include uh, the blue for your tools. Yep, I'm on it. Um, Do we need to establish uh, story points? I don't know if I necessarily want to use one. But... Ooh, yes. Uh, no, honestly, I keep saying, like, I won't use it. And I end up getting absolutely destroyed in the outcome, even with just two purple dice against me. I would like to use a story point, please. Okay, great. Um, so uh, we've got... The gun doesn't go off in the OR or something this like that. This story point's going to have legs. Uh, <laughs> oh he does shoot my other leg. Leg up yeah. on the competition. Um, I could say he needs it. 
Um, I could go on. Uh, okay, so um, I uh, from the roll, um, we have a total of four story points uh, for this session, okay. so a bit fewer. Uh, but the good news is uh, it came up three and one in your favor. So I'm going to use one. Um, and we talked about it before, but I've forgotten. I've My tech use is three yellow, so I have nothing to upgrade. Do I add a blue die? I can't remember. Um, we've that was what we'd done ways. previously. Yeah. Um, okay. Or, or you'd added a green. Added you'd green. done either. We, we, done, we did blue on Star Wars. I think on this one we're going to do green. Okay. Whatever your ruling is, I'm fine with. So yeah. we're, we're saying one green? Add a green. Okay. Okay, I have my dice pool put together. Uh, and I'm going to give you one black um, for uh, the general blood slickness of everything that's going on. Sure, yeah. 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 My uh, my sister's in the same room uh, getting hacked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understandably uh, stressful. All right, uh, if that's everything, I'm going to roll. Go ahead. Okay. That's what I like to see, baby. Four successes, one advantage, and one triumph. I fucking disassemble this gun at the molecular level. <laughs> <laughs> I split the atom and I just kill us all. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, you you take the, the gun apart um, and where you can see Doc Cleaver was clearly kind of expecting you to, like, break it in order to do so. But um, you disassemble it perfectly. And uh, as a result, um, she's able to um, improve uh, the the bionic leg from being just kind of a, a standard um, AUG. Uh, to um, a plus one agility. Cool. You got like a bolt action leg now. Yep. Nice. Um, and Laura, we're going to say um, that uh, it has, because Tyler rolled like outrageously well. Yeah. Um, uh, we're going to play that um, he's able, she's able, uh, like a combination of like her starting to rebuild it. And then I think probably Alto pushing her out of the way. And then, like, getting in there, like, now that he's kind of got a feel for it and he can look at the leg, he's like, oh, yeah, no, I know how this works. Um, We're going to build it in. uh, So, basically, um, you'll have a concealed single-shot Laslock in your knee. So, we're we're not going, like, full fucking planet terror where, like, your whole leg is a gun. Yeah. Um, But uh, if you sort of just, like, pull up your knee and fire, you can get a single a single concealed shot off with it. Could she like shoot someone under a table from a sitting position? 100%. Well, that's fucking cool as hell. All right. Here are the weird things I know about stuff being concealed, Laura. Uh, You get to add one boost to hide it if you're rolling a check to hide it. Um, Okay. Or you add two challenge die, which are the black die, to any enemies trying to perceive it because I have a concealed last pistol, so I know what concealed works. Okay. Yeah. And then interesting fact... Whatever your brawn value is, is how many augmetics you can have before they start breaking your uh, your strain threshold. Because then you just start getting worse at things because there's more robot than person. Okay, so this is one. Yeah. One okay. piece, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Got two more, baby. Nice. So um, as she does this, uh, you can tell Alto that this is more for Cleaver's benefit than yours. Um, she begins to explain uh, that because the the colony uh, has been operating for so long outside of Imperial sort of protection and auspices. Um, uh, Augs here have become hereditary. Hmm. So the only fair way they could think to do it was just that augmentations are passed down kind of from, from person to person. Um, Interestingly, um, they aren't meant to replace injured limbs. It's just like if your parent dies and has an Aug, you get that Aug installed. Oh. Um, which is why a lot of them look kind of shoddily done, if that makes any sense, um, because they aren't like, 
oh, you lost your eyes. Let's replace your eyes. It's we're going to take out your eye and give you this robot eye now. Yeah, yeah. Hope this works. And, well, uh, Doc Cleaver certainly seems to know her shit. Um, has not necessarily been true of, of every doctor. Um, so she explains that um, her brother uh, died very suddenly uh, and uh, neither he nor she has any kids and she has no intention of it. Um, and so she kind of saw that it was a, a sibling situation here and you got her gear back up and running, which will, will save a lot of lives. Uh, she could think of kind of no better uh, use for it than this. Um, she also, as as she does this, uh, indicates kind of um, – right, you, you, now that she's kind of out of immediate danger, I feel like would Alto be interested in this or would he just be like, I know you're more of a tech than a flesh kind of yeah. guy, but um, – I think after, you know, crash landing, tiger monster ambush, rushing to safety and, and then trying to save Lyric's life, I think Alto is pretty done. <laughs> I think he's pretty tired. That's fair. Okay, so then basically the, the quick explanation she gives you as to why she amputated, because I feel like that is a thing you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, She points out on the um, uh, the machine you got up and running – um, that uh, there was a very, very bad infection beginning to spread. Um, she snarks something about like, 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 what were they doing? Firing rounds from a sewer? Um, but tracking with the Nashers and what you know and what you remember of people um, in the glory hole, like the odds yeah. of this ammo being fucking filthy are super high. Right, okay. Um, and... Uh, yeah, she says it's it's actually fairly lucky that um, you brought her in with the callop wounds because otherwise it probably would have just gotten into her blood. Oh, man. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, but um, Lyric has passed out from from uh, her pain threshold being breached. Um, but, again, Doc Cleaver really knows her shit. And as someone with the matching bionic leg, um, she also knows the tech. This isn't something that's unfamiliar to her. So you can actually see her doing some, like, pretty fancy um, sort of amputation work to make sure that, you know, like, the places where the, the implant would rub are, are you know, appropriately worked. And, you know, like, it's you feel like um, Lyric is in very good hands. Okay, then also just going to find a chair to fall asleep in nearby. Sure. Uh, you start to do that, and um, she's just like, get the fuck out of here. What? You can't sleep in here. Go! And, like, two of the, the Hawaiian shirt um, folks take you um, – they'll take you off to a side room um, where there is uh, a sort of, like um, – it's clearly been converted into kind of a bunk space. Um, and uh, they're like, uh, you're, you're welcome to stay here. Um, if you need a, a fresh change of clothes, uh, there are more shirts – uh, on the rack over there, um, they ordered a lot of these. That's um, the one thing we can't run out of, which is very depressing for all involved. But uh, you're welcome to help yourself. Um, there are also lays. Uh, there are small necklaces of flowers. I don't know if you have those where you come from. They're, uh, they're supposed to be fun. That's a flower. <laughs> yeah, that's what we wanted to know. These are made of plastic, but uh, anyway, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, hope. Hope you can catch some Z's. Uh, and he'll do just that. He'll sleep in his clothes because I think he's pretty exhausted. Cool. Fair enough. Um, okay. So um, with the surgery complete, um, Inquisitor, you receive word that um, Lyric will need a couple of hours uh, before she'll be good to good to move. 
Um, but um, that that's convenient because it gives the sort of away team time to to prep, um, and uh, it gives um, uh, the uh, Jesus, where's his name? Uh, gives uh, Vegata time to um, kind of uh, send. Um, uh, Falix, Deathblower, and Billick ahead to get the um, the tram system running. Um, right. So if you remember, you need the uh, sort of like train um, partway, yeah. get off, get new car, or whatever, go to spaceport. Yeah, it's like tram, tram Big to spaceport. Yeah, tram to spaceport. Hop out at spaceport. Go find um, the uh, the uh, arbitrators, the original arbitrators uh, gun cutter, and then off yep. you go. Beautiful. Cool. So you actually have a little bit of downtime then. Um, what do you think Valentine does? Uh, I think first he'd go check on Lyric just because hearing that they've done like an augmentic leg, which was not really on the menu, uh, he'd want to see the quality of the work. Mm-hmm. And like, is she still going to be functional? Mm-hmm. Um, he'd probably glance in and see if Balto's conscious. If he's asleep, he'd probably just leave him alone. Yeah. He's sleeping. Cool. I'm imagining he put together that the leg was Alto influence because he's a very perceptive guy and he also would definitely use his aspects to look at the tech. And well, everybody's looking a little janky. Yeah, the, the minute you're in there, I, I feel like um, Doc Cleaver's giving you the rundown as as any doctor would just kind of on a patient. Um, the weird thing is because this whole society is kind of like was so heavily controlled by the, um, the administratum back when he was kicking. Uh, and then basically the arbitrator took over. So they've always been very used to like, there is one authority figure with clear regalia, who's obviously the person in charge. So like you, even though they've never seen an inquisitor, you definitely looked the part. Like you walk in and she's like, all right, here's, here's what's up. So, um, but she also mentions at one point, she's kind of like, uh, you know, you're um, uh, the kid. He did really good. He um, he's, he's quite handy. That's excellent. It seems like of the two of them, she believes herself to be the more capable one. And at the same time, when you look at the results, it really feels like he's a highly useful young man. Um, now, and she, she kind of glowers at you and she's like, look, I, I don't know what you think getting mauled by one of those things is, but uh, they shred people like toilet paper. We've lost more Hawaiian shirts than you can possibly imagine. This lady's tough as balls if she survived that attack. And then she like takes a big puff off her third cigar that she's got on the meat hook. Oh, yes. I I don't debate that she is highly durable or that your work is excellent. However, as I learned in the Scholar Progenium, uh, it is best to be uninjured rather than fight through an injury. However, I am very impressed with the work. I believe you've shown a great deal of capability here. I have uh, two, two questions for you. One, do you have any sort of assistants or others trained in the medical arts in this village? Um, she kind of rolls her, uh, bionic eye, like her big red bionic eye and, and her one eye, uh, or, or organic eye. And she's like, um, she kind of like gestures for the, uh, orderlies to leave. And she's like, uh, I've been trying to train up a couple of these assholes for the last few years and they're all thumbs. And I don't mean that I've given them tons of augmented thumbs that just make their hands <laughs> super good at, you know, gripping things or using a video game controller. I'm talking that I, I would... Honestly, rather let the callops do the surgeries than these idiots. But with a few more years, they'll they'll be good. But uh, right now, they're completely hopeless. That's why I don't go outside anymore. There's just if if they lost me, like they'd be fucked. 
Oh, that's uh, that's good to know. That's highly educational. Also, having seen your handiwork, I, I'd like to make one thing clear, which is I do not require any augmentics. And then I'd like to make a second thing clear. One of those cryptids bit my arm, uh, and I just... <laughs> 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 He'd like to uh, get treated for his injuries because... He secretly kind of let Lyric go first to see if the doctor was an idiot because <laughs> it's a back world. Um, so it's like, she's critical. She needs the care first. But also he can go see what the results look like and be like, do I let a lady stitch me up or not? Yeah, so we, with the cigar like chomped in in the side of her mouth, you hear her like, mutter something like, um, oh, no, I had it. It's gone. Uh, bu- 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 yeah. Anyway, she uh, she's gonna. Say it's a living. Sh- yeah. Uh, yeah. She's just gonna say something shitty about like. Uh, just do like the Joe Pesci. Yeah. It's it's mostly frustration that like it's it's something to the effect of like goddamn stupid stubborn idiots just show up when you're wounded. Behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. If you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future. Um, yeah, she rolls up your sleeve and um, examines the bite, um, and uh, she she's just sort of like, oh, wait, wait, it's it's an organic arm, right? It's just gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fully organic, other than his and eyes his and eyes. ears. Gotcha. Okay, so um, she's like, uh, yeah, like we'd waste a good og on you. You got you got to earn those. Um, and then she she examines the wound, and basically, like despite her being an asshole, she's clearly taking like professional care, and um, yeah, she's she kind of packs more of that weird um, sort of uh, paste into them, um, bandages them up with Hawaiian bandages, um, just like shredded Hawaiian shirts, and uh, she kind of says like, okay, well, try and keep teeth out of that for the next little bit, and it should be fine. I completely agree. I was intercepting them on their way to my fine companion here. All right, so the team's being brought together. I understand you're coming with us, which is excellent, because then we can make sure that everything's where it needs to be. The only thing I think I need to do right now is rest before we head out. So I'll allow you to prepare yourself. I will go retire alongside Alto, and we will set off on our journey. I'm excited. Emperor be praised. What a great day. Just before you go, she, she puts a hand on your arm. And she just says, look, I, I meant what I said. These these people are fucked if I don't come back. So I'm trusting in you. And she like looks at Lyric and she's like, eh, maybe not her, but you and the kid. You guys got to get me back in one piece, okay? Oh, yes. I wholeheartedly agree. I would never want to risk such a valuable member of Imperial society. The Inquisition's job 
is to protect the emperor, to protect the Imperium, and to protect its people. You are a critical part of this whole venture here, and I must keep you safe, and I shall. Kind of make you want to make you roll a deception check, even though technically you're not lying, but kind of. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead with deception, please. Cool. Uh, what's my difficulty on this one, Tom? Um, I'm going to say it's a difficulty of two. It would have been higher because she doesn't, the Imperium doesn't really exist for these people. Um, yeah. But the way you framed it and because you're using kind of like a weird like half-truth, um, I feel like she would... It's harder to see the lie here. So, yeah, two. Cool. Um, I will use a story point here because yep. I don't think... I, th- I feel like he's had... Like, not only does he have to do these kind of things a lot, I think he's also been trained to do these kind of things. All right. Three successes and one advantage. Okay, great. Um, so she, she kind of nods um, and uh, she says, uh, uh, thank you. I, I don't know too much about um, the Imperium, but uh, you, you, you seem like you're on the level and... Uh, you know, you got these people here safe, and anyone who will take a callop bite to save their friend is uh, is all right by me. So, good. Uh, I'll start packing my spare cigars. Wonderful. I look forward to traveling alongside you. Cool. So, uh, everybody can go uh, rest now. Lyric, we're going to count this as a, a rest for you as well. Oh, that's nice. Um, let's look up how healing works. Waka waka. Yay! Ah... Uh, healing 116. One moment, please. Just going through our old Genesis book of, of truth. Yeah, so I think, you know, after that conversation, the Inquisitor would have gone into the room where Alto was and just kind of like closed the door. And then if there's like synth stuff around, he'd literally set a chair like against the inside of the door and stack oh. some of the synth flowers on it. So if somebody opened it, they'd fall off and like he'd hear a noise. Sure. Uh, and then he'd set himself up in a chair, like facing the door, but for, like from behind Alto's bed. Uh, and then he would just kind of take his bolt pistol out, clean it and his chain sword because they're covered in cryptid goo and were like fired a lot. Uh, and then he would like fall asleep, kind of like gun in hand, hat on head. I feel like he's done a lot of combat sleeping, if that makes sense. He's had to do a lot of that like detective in his apartment sleeping in a chair business. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, My roll into heal? Yes. Um, cool. So. Uh, yeah, we're speeding this up a little bit, but um, Laura, go ahead and roll a resilience check, please. All right. Um, and it's against difficulty three because difficulty uh, three? of the <laughs> Augmatics jammed uh, into your stump. And then um, you can take two blue because you're resting in a uh, like an actual legitimate medical facility. Well, I mean, okay. It's it's ramshackle, but it, it definitely is a... It's sterile. It's a hall of healing. Yeah. All right. Rolling. 
Three successes, two threats. Uh, okay, so you've recovered from the uh, critical injury. Yay! Um, I'm going to say... Hmm. Man, they do not let you heal much at all. <laughs> awesome. No, I was going to say, this system, I think, is... Yep. Um, Genesis is not intended to be as fighty as Dark Heresy, I think, at the gate. <laughs> um, I mean, Dark Heresy is also not meant... Dark Heresy is supposed to be super killy all the time. Um, Laura, I'm going to say um, they give you painkillers, uh, which will let you recover uh, five wounds. Okay, cool. Um, Ryan and Tyler, you can each recover one uh, from an evening of rest. Jeez. Right. Tyler, are you taken, injured? I haven't taken any wounds, Fuck. but I'm I'm actually also reading Genesis on how to recover uh, strain, which looks like it's much easier. Uh, yeah, because that's literally like, I think it's like what, your what stress do, level, right? Yeah, what I do like yes. about this, it's like a good night's rest would legitimately bring your like stress, anxiety, trauma down. Uh, your fucking bloody arm won't just like mystically heal overnight. Like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, like good D&D thing time. I'm yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, that was a yeah. nice sleep. Yeah. You don't just immediately adapt to this, my amputated leg. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, you do mechanically. I'm not going to make you like have to actually no, I, go through like rehab, know, but, but uh, yeah. Roll so, a walking check. Yeah. So um, yeah, basically Tyler, you can roll and you can actually do this at the end of an encounter. Our encounters are a little bit liquid, mm-hmm. um, but um, roll a simple uh, discipline or cool check. Uh, each success recovers one strain. Cool. Oh, uh, furthermore, good night's rest uh, removes all strain that a character has suffered. So um, we're oh, going to count nice. that as this. So okay. you can all recover your strain because you're you're safe, um, you're protected, um, you you actually have beds. Um, this is a a proper rest. Cool. And Excellent. Thank Tom, you. Tom, how does my uh, plus one agility leg work? What does that um, What does that mean mechanically? Uh, it means that you up your. Um, it's it's actually a pretty big boon. Um, your Imagine agility you, is up by one. Wow. Will All that apply for, for shooting, Tom? Because shooting is an agility thing, or is it just leg stuff? It's So, strictly speaking, it's just a straight up, you get plus one agility. I'd be inclined not to include it for that's, shooting. That's fine. Um, but that might get, get tricky. So, maybe... Um, so, my coordination... Wait... Maybe the easiest way to do this, Laura, is rather driving. than upping, upping your overall <laughs> driving char- stealth. Yeah, rather than upping the overall characteristic, add one rank to stealth, riding, uh, coordination. Yeah, athletics. you've got coordination, driving, and stealth. I think. And I'll, the- I'll give you one for athletics as well because it doesn't really make sense to me that your bionic leg would make you wouldn't make you better at like running. Oh, actually, no, because it's. Eh, I don't know. Your leg wouldn't get tired. You could hop so fucking far. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, I actually think... I like ranks. Ranks are good. That's cool. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Ranks for leg stuff. Woo! Um, Wicked. Okay, so... I I fire my heavy-ranged weapon with my leg. Uh, Honestly, rules is written. I'm just just kidding. Spirit of the law, man. Um, (laughs) Okay, so... Um, the three of you pass uh, a restful, if uneasy, night. Um, obviously, to Tyler's point, a lot of shit's gone down lately. Um, so it's uh, it's not, you know, you don't wake up feeling great, um, but you're all on the verge of collapse. So it's 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 enough to get you up and going. Um, the day begins with um, 
uh, sort of food being delivered. Um, it's just like a horrible wobbling jello. Um, but um, they uh, they drop that off, and um, the three of you are able to kind of plan in the the med bay. Um, Lyric, you obviously wake up. Um, Doc Cleaver gives you the gives you the news. Um, I just like wake up and like yell, and I just like yell. It's like tough as balls. What? And that's like a. <laughs> uh, uh, that is also my medical prognosis. Uh, so she she basically before the others join you, um, she sits you down, and it's almost like the talk, but it's it's just being like, hey, so. Um, this is the, this is what life is like with this bionic leg. Here are the things it's good at. Here are the things it's bad at. Um, here's where it's going to chafe. Here's what you can do to alleviate that. Um, you know, you need to remember that it's not like it, it operates differently and there's a lot of advantage, but like anything, there's also a lot of difference. So here's the things, but she basically gives you a full, almost owner's manual rundown on like, this is what life is going to be like with this. And, um, honestly, Lyric having a built-in gun, not the worst. Uh, also yeah. having something that can't be bitten, uh, based on your recent experience, not the worst. Um, and I feel like it's not so much the, your anti-augmentation, just you've never had the opportunity. Like aug- augmentation yeah. isn't widely available. So um, so that she kind of um, offers you a cigar. I don't know if you take that or not. Um, is it just like, is there anything in it? Uh, she's like, like, uh, there's no, there's no painkillers in it. You, you, you're already, she's pumped you full of painkillers. Oh, fuck. I'll take it anyway. Yeah. So she leaves you with a giant, hilarious 1930s cigar. Um, and then, um, uh, Alto and Valentine, you're, you're allowed in to, to catch up with her and to make your plans. Wonderful. I'm afraid, uh, Dr. Cleaver, we do require the room. Oh yeah. She's on her way out. She's like, I gotta go get my breakfast jello. And. And then I, uh, I turn to Eugene. I say, Eugene, if you could just uh, fly outside to the outside of the door and then play your old favorite, that'd be wonderful. Uh, and Eugene just like buzzes out of the room and I close the door. Uh, and then he starts playing uh, an opera by the famed imperial vocalist uh, Richard Estellis uh, that sounds like never going to give you up, never going to let you down. Uh, it's a song about the emperor, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and he just plays that loud enough that no one could possibly like be standing outside the door and overhear what we're talking about. Um, I'd um, like to use uh, an orderly named uh, Richard Rollis walks by, and he's like, "What? I can't. Oh well, off I go." Uh, and then he would uh, the Valentine will produce his auspects and offer it to Ulta and say, "Could you do me a favor and find out if there are any listening devices in this room? It would be tremendously unfortunate were that to happen." Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Just give me, give me a second, I guess. And I'll take it and I'll attune it to varying, um, frequencies. You do find one, um, but it's old, old, old and, uh, no longer functional. Um, clearly the room was wired for sound, um, back when it was built, um, possibly for lawsuits. Uh, but it is, uh, like the, the cable has been chewed through by some kind of, um, rodent at some point. Um, so... You're, I'll, like, you're I'll like pull it out of the wall. <laughs> sure, yeah, just, you, you pull it out. this, and I'll like yep. toss it, and I'll give him back his auspex. Wonderful. Excellent. I was hoping you could do that. I'm impressed by you every day, Alto, and congratulations on your somewhat improved leg, Lyric. I mean, the first was great. This one is surprisingly excellent. I, uh, can I reach? Is, is, is Valentine close to me? 
Valentine, you close to me. <laughs> no, he would, he'd probably be standing over with Alto. He's not like within punching distance. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> then I just kind of like point my finger and I'm like, you piece of shit. I'm like, next time I say, maybe we shouldn't go near the fucking heat signatures. We don't go near the fucking heat signatures. I don't care how good this fucking leg is. That hurt. Okay, I agree that it hurt. I'd like us to all acknowledge the emperor did you a solid here. This is actually a good outcome. You've got a gun built into your leg. I feel like you'd like that. You've got an excellent leg that will have improved a number of your abilities. And the odds of that happening, I was surprised you didn't have a wooden stick when I came back. Admittedly, I was not aware they were going to remove the leg. So I'm just saying better overall. Again, the Tigers could have got us anyways. We're being sidetracked here. So I found a way off world. Oh, we are not, this is not over, but continue because clearly time is of the essence. True. Fuck. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've found a way off world. But do you know what? We should have this little conversation first. I don't know if you remember, but I'm an inquisitor, which means if it's the three of us in a room, please talk whatever way you please. I'd like you to be chipperer, and so would the emperor. We'll deal with that in time. God. But when anyone else is present, you cannot address me in the way you just did, or I will have to punish you in some incredibly grotesque ways. Because I am a man, but an inquisitor is the voice of the emperor. And if you spoke to the emperor the way you just spoke to me in front of someone else, lessening the emperor's authority, have you heard the phrase, the emperor protects? I think so. I mean, it's I'm pretty sure. I'm say. pretty sure we're on a mission to protect the emperor. It's very confusing. Yes. So, the full phrase is actually the emperor protects the righteous. The emperor actually rains unending violent hellfire on those who get in the emperor's way. Uh huh. I don't want to have to do that to you. You seem like a useful person. Okay. Just don't. Just don't fucking push me, then. Uh, also, will just kind of like meekly raise his hand and say, uh, Lyric, while you were under, uh, Dr. Cleaver said that, uh, you know, your, your leg had to go. It was, it was from the Nashers. When they, when they shot you in the leg in the sewer, it was, it was infected. It, it's kind of weird, but like, if you hadn't been, you know, attacked by those monsters and brought here, we might not have caught it in time. You could have gotten really, really sick. Okay. Fine. Fine. I, I, I'm just Go saying, ahead. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we were able to catch that. I'm glad you're okay. Valentine fixes yep. his cap as an excuse to cover his smile with his hand. <laughs> so it's like looking down, playing with the brim a little bit. I'm just, I, 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 and I'm kind of just like biting my tongue because I just, I, I'm not entirely sure that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it's one thing to be the biggest kid on the playground, but then someone drops you in a war zone and it's just like a little bit of a different experience, you know? Yeah. Um, fair enough. So um, with uh, the kind of tensions resolved, um, the, the three of you have a moment to plan. Um, the, the expedition party is getting ready. Uh, you will be leaving shortly. Are there any preparations you want to make before you go? Friends, how comfortable are you lying to strangers? I mean... Uh, fine. We do, we do it pretty often. 
All right, this is an excellent point to test this out. So all of the colonists in this village uh, want to leave the world, uh, and they can do that if we fix a ship of the Astral Line, of which there is one. Uh, that'll carry everyone. However, the ships of the Astral Line will not leave this, seat, this uh, system because they are not warp capable. There is, however, one other ship, an arbitrator's gun cutter. That will get us where we need to go to save the Emperor. However, we need these people's help to get there, repair the gun cutter, and then fly away. We have enough parts to fix exactly one ship. Spoiler alert, it's going to be the gun cutter that saves the Emperor. This means we have to lie to these people rather intensively. Get them to fix it, go on the ship, fly away while their backs are turned. Correct. I have no problem with this. Alto? Uh, I mean, if Lyric's okay with it, then I guess it's the right thing to do. I, I just feel like maybe we owe them something for, you know, the saving our lives. Wonderful. Do you have anything we could give them? Well, I did repair that machine over there. The Dr. Cleaver said it was going to be really, really helpful for everyone else now that it's operational. Maybe I could fix up something else. I, I don't know. I, I'd say we're even. Uh, if you want, you may pick one other thing to fix, but you will fix it on the tram as we travel. We can't waste any time. But you may bring something if you want to figure out what that is, what you think will be most useful. We can send it back on the train as we go to the spaceport. Uh, okay, I, I guess I'll go ask around then. Wonderful, you do that. I'll, I'll just have one more quick word with Lyric. Alta will uh, leave, but kind of like look back at Lyric, looking for permission, like, are you, are you good? <laughs> I, I, I nod. Okay, and he'll, he'll head out to the blaring sound of Rick Estrello or whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, I like through. Rick Estrello. We're going to go with that moving forward. <laughs> so that's very good. Oh, okay. Uh, Rick Est uh, Richard Estellas. <laughs> oh. Rick Estrello. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm writing it down. Okay. Now it's real. Lyric, I feel like you're somewhat more, shall we say, morally flexible than your sibling. Um, uh, probably, yeah. Wonderful. I'd like to test you further with a bit of knowledge, because I feel like you're not uh, going to go chat around or get totally questionable, and we need to get used to this. I'm going to have to talk to a number of this group of specialists who are traveling with us. I'm going to be making selections on the specialists that might help us complete our journey. When we know who those specialists are, I will give them a chance to volunteer. Should they not... An arbitrator's gun cutter has cells on it because it's designed to carry prisoners. We may need to, shall we say, borrow some upstanding members of this community to guarantee our success in future. Mm. I mean, they want to get off anyways, right? In a world where there's only one doctor in a village, when you need a doctor, the doctor sometimes doesn't want to go. Oh, right, if we're taking the doctor. I mean, they all want to leave anyways, though, right? I mean, she's specifically oh, she, said okay. no, because I talked to her, but... Like, here's the for thing. the emperor's sake, just say yes. Oh, yes. Uh, who would willingly want to live here if there was a better option we could foist Fine. upon them? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I've got a task for you as well. What I would like for you to do is assess the skill set of each of the five specialists who will be coming alongside us. 
I need to know who's a liability. I will talk to each of them because then I can determine what they're capable of and whether or not they're likely to come willingly or if they're of use to us, uh, morally and ethically speaking. You will see them in action. They will see you as my inferior, someone who works with me, but someone who does not work with me as an equal. As such, you will have access to them in times I will not. Determine who you think will get us killed and we can leave them behind. That should be pretty easy. This is a nice working relationship. I really believe there's a bright future here. You know what? One day we're going to get you to be as excited as me about all this. All right. I'm going to go pull the team together. Uh, <laughs> opens the door, turns off Eugene. Uh, and having Rick rolled the hallway, you go to put together your fated crew, not <laughs> all of whom will make it off world. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine. Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto. Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric. And our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird surrealist, fourth wall breaking, reality bending, science fantasy space western about a small doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. 